loan officers. Join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation. Welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of the Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey. Now, every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time, what we do is a loan officer training with a different topic. Now, today's topic is going to be property insurance for mortgages. Now, although this might not seem like that important of a topic, it really is. This kind of stuff can make or break your loan, and it's important to know all the ins and outs of this. So uh, Nick is going to go ahead and share a presentation, and we're going to talk about property insurance and how loan officers, I guess, how that affects loan officers. So... Go ahead, Nick. All right. So I'm covering for Jose today, so I'm going to have to switch my screen to get this going. Give me one second here. And I will start the slideshow. And reshare. There we go. All right. So Jose's out today, so I'm covering for him. Again, as Kyle said, uh, insurance, a very important topic. This is going to be going over some of the basics, but it's always important just to cover. And there are, you know, different nuances to uh, some of the things we do typically here at our team with the DSCR loans and rental properties specifically. Uh, so even those seasoned loan officers can definitely learn something here as well. Let me go ahead and get to the next slide. There we go. All right, so property insurance is obviously required for finance properties. We all know that. Uh, the basics is we have to protect against damage, loss, and liability, all of those things, right? So it depends on what type of property, what the uh, you know potential damages, losses, and liabilities are. So obviously, we'll get into that. Uh, it's going to ensure the asset's value is preserved, right? So if it blows away, we want to make sure we can rebuild it or whatever needs to happen to maintain the value, obvious. So uh, it might be pretty obvious, but sometimes people overlook it. And obviously customers obviously sometimes complain, but we all know it's a good thing for them. Even though it does cost them money, it's going to preserve their asset for them and obviously for the lender at the end of the day. Uh, lending guidelines always require property insurance. The dwelling coverage needs to be equal to the loan amount, the lesser of the loan amount or RCE, replacement cost estimate. So that's a form you can get from your insurance agents. Some states and some places treat it differently. Florida recently passed a law that says they don't have to require it. Some will, some will give you a letter that says, hey, we don't, uh, we don't provide it. But it's important that we have some sort of uh, number that we know why the insurance agent used that number, or we need to get the loan amount of coverage. The investor or lender needs to also be added as an additional interest via the mortgagee clause. And that needs to include the loan number as well. So obviously, uh, the customer needs to have insurance to protect them. But then in order for the lender or the investor, whoever's holding the loan to be covered, they need to be listed in the mortgagee clause. So that's why it's important we add that. Just because the customer's covered doesn't mean that our loan is covered. So types of policies, a couple different basic ones here. Uh, hazard insurance is for damage by natural disasters, fire, vandalism, etc. Property insurance called DP3 is the minimum coverage for investment properties, usually basically fire only. 
HO3 is for one to four unit properties. That's what probably most of you are used to. HO6 policy is a walls in coverage for condominiums. If you guys have been doing condo loans, you guys are familiar with that. And then obviously that's combined with the master insurance policy from the condo that covers the walls out, everything from the walls out. Flood insurance covers damage by flood and is required in FEMA designated flood zone. Most of you are familiar with that. Uh, but anytime we pull a flood cert on the back end, if uh, you guys aren't familiar with it or have looked at it before, our team can access that, obviously. But if your company doesn't let you see that, you know your team is pulling a flood cert and it's telling them yes or no, that flood insurance is required. Remember, little note there, Jose put, some underwriters will require the flood to be paid prior to closing. So sometimes that is required. Depends on the exact type of loan and the exact investor and their guidelines. So make sure to check that. It can hold you up sometimes. Sometimes it takes a couple days to get that all done. Windstorm insurance is mandatory in high-risk wind-prone areas. Uh, where carriers require it as a separate coverage. So uh, not only in places like Florida, where we are here, uh, but also places like Texas are requiring it as well. Uh, so make sure you understand what is required. You properly quote it when you're putting together your loan estimates. So definitely talk to insurance agents in your area to understand what the coverages are. For example, here in South Florida, it's very specific. Uh, east of US-1, which is basically the highway here, 95 or US-1, are required to have separate windstorm as well as the regular hazard policy. So every uh, different little market treats it differently. That's definitely a good excuse to network with your insurance agents. Also, earthquake insurance is a new thing. Obviously, that's in a lot of areas like California in certain areas. So make sure if your area is prone to earthquakes, you're aware of that policy and add it to your quotes. So this is more about the mortgagee clause. So lenders want to ensure their interests are protected and they do that through the mortgagee clause. So this safeguards the lender's interests and allows the lender to receive compensation if there's a covered loss. So if the house blows away, obviously the lender and the owner of the home, the, uh, the borrower need to be made whole. So there's common terms here. Nobody knows what they mean, but when you break it down, it makes more sense here. A-T-I-M-A as their interests may appear, assures the lender's interest is recognized even if the property details change, and ISAOA, its successors and or assigns, designates the servicer as an authorized agent for policy communication. Basically, the lender is this lender now, but it may change later. So those two little words allow the policy to be passed from lender to lender as the loan may go from lender to servicer, et cetera. So very important there. Those two words or, or acronyms may not uh, seem important, but if the underwriter is telling you you need it, you do need it. Trust me, it is very important. Uh, the bullet points there, it ensures the lender's interests are upheld regardless of changes, guarantees communication between servicer and insurer, streamlines, claim processing, and protects the investment. So Again, just kind of paperwork stuff, but for us, we just need to know those two little acronyms need to be added, and that's why we have those listed in our mortgagee policies. The underwriter will make sure that these things are set. Not only do we need the mortgagee clause, we need the loan number. If any of those are off by one letter or one number, those need to be edited because that could cause issues later if a claim comes up and it needs to be uh, put on the property. Again, 
coverage amount is equal to the lesser of the loan amount or RCE. And rental properties typically need to have rent loss coverage equal to six months of PITIA. So the lender needs to make sure if something happens to the property for six months, the rents can be covered since most rental property loans are based on the rents. And there are a couple other things for investment properties to consider since we do so many, excuse me, of those here as well. A general liability is typically required as well as the rent loss coverage is something that's specific to investment properties. So this protects against tenant related issues like damage and legal claims and rent loss coverage ensures consistent rental flow even during repairs or uninhabitable units. Uh, so mitigates the loss due to tenant related issues like not paying rent, eviction, anything like that. And of course, if the house blows away, nobody can rent it and we need to not only replace the house, but we need to be covered for the rent loss while the place is uninhabitable. And here's a couple tips from Jose here. Make sure to make sure to provide a, a paid or to be paid receipt for refis. So even if the coverage is already in place, make sure we have the receipt that it was paid. Or if there's a bill coming up, make sure that we get the to be paid bill there. So always provide the invoice for purchases. Obviously purchases are never paid ahead of time. So we need to have the invoice in the file so it can be dispersed with the closing. Ensure the closing date of the, or the effective date of the policy is the closing date or before, right? So we can't ever have the effective date of the policy after the closing date or that will not be able to close. The borrower name and insured name must match for Business purpose loans, that means the LLC or entity name must match exactly. So remember, if the loan is closing in an LLC or an entity, that's the owner of record, that's on property records, that's on tax records, that's on everything. So they are also the owner of record that needs to be on the insurance and the title work and all of that stuff. Even though all of our business purpose loans that close in an LLC also have a borrower, a person, a natural person that's going to guarantee the loan all of these insurance title, all of these things we're talking about here are going to be in the entity name. Uh, another note there, I skipped over property address much, must match exactly. That's pretty obvious, uh, but sometimes, you know, a typo at the end could hold your loan up for a day or two. So make sure to double check all of those documents you get, especially towards the end of closing. Again, Jose put this here for a third time. Very important. Coverage needs to be the lower of the loan amount or the replacement cost estimate. So remember, if you don't have an RCE in there, and that's the amount you're using and it, it doesn't change, right? If you're changing the loan amount around, that could cause insurance changes. So Jose's put that in here three times. Take note, that's definitely something that comes up as you change things, especially when there's no RCE in there. That's a static number to hit. Uh, investment property policies typically always need the rent loss coverage equal to six months PITIA. So that's the number they're using when they say six months. Usually that doesn't necessarily mean six months of the actual rent. Usually they're looking to cover six months of the mortgage payment. So if the property rents for a lot more, great. You don't necessarily need six months of rent coverage. You need six months of the PITIA to satisfy the lender that for six months, the loan will be able to be paid by the insurance policy. And that's basically it. Just some good quick tips for everybody here. Let me go ahead and switch my screen back and we'll see if we have any questions 
So anybody have any questions, go ahead and drop it. Drop them there in the chat. But let's say, Nick, so let's say I have, uh, let's say I'm doing a DSCR loan. And let's say that I'm really tight on my ratio there. You know, what? what's some of the go-tos here? You know, just getting a new quote for insurance may be able to take us where we need to be, right? That's how important these type of things are. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, we're just going over kind of the, the basics of the legal stuff of insurance, what it does, what it doesn't do. Uh, but obviously, getting different quotes from different providers is important. So again, networking with different providers. We also have a, a database of about eight different insurance quotes that we can get for instant insurance. Not many for rental properties per se, but there's plenty out there for primary homes that can spit out a quote instantly. And you can shop around a little bit. So definitely tell your customer, maybe send them some links where they can go shop around a little bit. Definitely recommend your customers to shop around locally. Definitely recommend you all, uh, you know, network locally to get some insurance agents. Obviously, they're a good resource as well for giving you, you know, clients if you can provide them some potential clients as well. Uh, so, yeah, definitely shop around because especially with DSCR loans, when we're looking at the ratio, it could be a 0.99 could make it not qualify and just $10 cheaper insurance. So you can call up your agent, say, Hey, maybe you can lower the X coverage by, you know, thousand dollars and it will make the $10 difference that you need per month. Or you can shop around for other policies and even a $10 monthly difference could make or break your DSCR from a 0.98 or 0.99 to a 1.0, uh, which could save your customer a ton of money or change your customer from either from, uh, you know, not qualifying to qualifying. So very important there. Uh, as you said, Kyle, obviously it's not something that we control directly. Obviously our customers always shop, uh, but definitely recommend the customer shop. Definitely try to have a couple of resources if they don't have their own places to shop to recommend them to go shop. Uh, and there's so many instant quotes out there that there's no reason not to shop now. You don't need to go, uh, you know, walk around to a bunch of insurance agents offices locally. Uh, obviously you can call a couple of them, but in 10, 20 minutes online, you can get five or more quotes pretty easily. So there's no reason not to shop and try to shave off a couple bucks. And uh, with DTIs being through the roof now with, uh, you know, the, the rates being through the roof, that does help there as well. So not only can a DSCR make a big difference here, the DTI, obviously $10 isn't going to make as big of a difference as a DSCR. It uh, definitely helps the DTI as well. Yeah. And I mean, there's all kinds of insurance online, not just, uh, you know, home insurance, but also flood insurance. I actually have a flood insurance policy that I got instantly online. And when my house flooded, they paid out a claim and it was uh, it was all good. Right. And that was instant online. Never talked to anyone. Just pressed a couple buttons, put in the address and boom. I had flood insurance and it actually worked because the house actually did flood and they actually did pay out a claim. So there wasn't any, uh, you know any problems with me getting the policy online instantly. So that's just an example there of uh, a flood policy, at least that, that worked out. Let's see. I don't see any other questions here. If anybody has a last minute question, go ahead and drop it in there. But the importance of insurance, you know, we, we don't think of ourselves as insurance agents or anything like that. But it's something that we're dealing with on a daily basis if we're closing loans on a daily basis, right? This is something that we have to pay attention to, something that's integrated into our entire process because you're not going to do a loan without insurance. Like Nick said, it's required for all loans, 
right? Nobody's going to loan on an asset that doesn't have insurance attached. So uh, there's a lot more involved in the insurance with us as loan officers than you may have thought. Anything else you want to add, Nick? I don't see any questions here. No, next week we'll go over a couple other basics with, you know, title kind of basics as well. So we're just going over some of the basics that go into the loans and then condo review, right? So all the kind of different services, a lot of LOs rely on processors, but I want to make sure all of our team understand what's going on behind the scenes and all of these different kind of services that aren't necessarily our responsibility, you know, but they are obviously to put correctly into the loan put on the loan estimate correctly, disclose correctly, and advise our borrowers correctly, most importantly. So uh, we'll finish off these next, uh, I think it's four in a row with kind of more of the services. Uh, so we'll go into the the other items there later, the, the title and the condo. You know, you kind of mentioned something that I think is such a great point that when we go over some of these things and some of these trainings, some of these things you may say, <clears throat> well, like my processor is going to do that or shouldn't my processor be doing that? But you need to know how the loan works from start to finish, not only just to know it and to be in control of everything. And remember, everything falls on you at the end of the day. You're legally responsible for all this. A processor has zero liability for anything, right? You are 100% liable for everything that goes on in your loan. But my, my, I wanted to point out the fact of what Nick said so you can explain it to your client right? You have to know everything that's going on. You can't talk to your client or they can't have an issue come up and you just say, oh, I don't know. My processor deals with that, right? That doesn't, you don't come across as a knowledgeable loan consultant if you only know one part of what's going on with the loan. So we want to make sure everybody knows the entire loan process and everything that goes into it, even if some of those things are things that your processor would typically do. All right. Well, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we will be back here next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next episode. Remember, we have our daily rates live show at 11 a.m. Eastern every single weekday. And I have a new sales training at noon Eastern time every weekday as well. So we hope that you tune into those. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Training Series with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Loan officers, join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.